Hello everyone and welcome back to another brand new episode from Set and Tone. Today is our Mostly Matt special. Stick around, we can tell you more about that right after the intro. Hello everyone and welcome back to today's episode. As I said, today is our Mostly Matt special. For those of you who don't know who Mostly Matt is, Mostly Matt, aka Matt Churchley, is a solo artist here in Northamptonshire. He has predominantly played up and down Northamptonshire as well as um, other counties such as Oxfordshire, uh, Warwickshire, a host of other places, promoting some of his own material and mostly doing covers. Uh, we've we discussed today in the interview his latest single, Disco Casanova, as well as a host of other topics such as uh, inspirational music, ABBA, download, a host of other topics. You don't want to miss that interview. It's coming right up after we played Disco Casanova. Welcome to another episode from Setting the Tone. I am joined by Mostly Matt. Mostly Matt, welcome back to Setting the Tone. It's been a Thanks while. for having me back. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Uh, nice yeah. to be back on. No worries. I was, I was thinking, actually, it's um, last appearance was like September 2022. 20, sorry, 20, 
yeah, 2020, 2022, a little while, a couple of years ago. I'm just like, where's that all gone? Like, where yeah. has that gone? Time, um, time just disappears. I think the older you get as well, the worse it gets. I've noticed now that like, you know, the, the weeks just go. It's like, oh, it's Monday again. Oh, it's Friday again. And, you know, it just it's just a continuation. So you got to enjoy while you can, man. Do you think it's a conspiracy theory to trip us up? Make Possibly, us yes. Don't get me started on conspiracy <laughs> theories, man. We could be here all day, you know. I'll change the podcast called <laughs> Set, Setting the Conspiracy Theory. 100%. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, the, your last release, I believe, was a couple of years back. Hello, Kalamara. Was that? Yeah, so that, yeah, that was uh, 2020. That was my first release uh, on uh, solo. Uh, and that kind of started as uh, it, I was furloughed. It was locked down. Everyone, you know, we were all not going anywhere. So I thought I'd try and make the most of my time. I've always wanted to do uh, music production uh, and learn that side of things. So I took the time to kind of do that. I'd been I've been playing at it for years, you know, just making little silly songs on my laptop and stuff. But I thought, well, I'm, now's the time. I've got time to do it. So let's just sit down and actually try and get something out and. Uh, that's what it did, and that was the formations of mostly Matt. Really, yeah, that that started it off, um, and yeah, it just continued from there. Really, awesome. And obviously, July time you put out Disco Casanova. Uh, prior to that, there was a cover of um, "Make Your Own Kind of Music" by Mama Cass, which is yes. like not nineteen sixty nine tune. Like that's mate, that was before we were both born. I know it, times two. <laughs> it was it was weird. I've, I've got a. I'm quite a big fan of, uh, and it's it's in sort of the pipeline at the moment. I'm a big fan of uh, old older songs, uh, and a lot of songs that I listen to. Uh, there's there's songs like uh, by a, a woman called Linda Scott. It's called I Told Every Little Star, and it's an old sort of like 50s, 60s, like pop song. Um, and I always listen to these songs and obviously being into punk rock and stuff like that, I try and interpret it in my head how it would sound if it was a punk song yeah. or a pop punk song. And uh, I always listen to them and go, man, if only you could update the recording on this to make it sound, you know, like a modern day tune. And and that's kind of what I did with Mama Cass. You know, Paloma Faith did it a couple of years ago uh, on that car advert and stuff. And uh uh, I saw it floating around as well. As I was thinking of the idea, I saw it floating around TikTok and you know what that's like in terms of mm. uh, viral content and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I did that and I, I plan to do a, a few more of those. Um, but yeah, it was way before our time, man. So uh, so maybe update it next time. Yeah, it's, a, it's a nice little um, color, nice, you know, your own take on it. You know, you've touched on something really nice there about you know liking older music your music taste is a little similar to mine in respect of being diverse um, oh yeah like i've said this to a lot of people say what do you like i'm like well anything and everything like whether it's eminem nirvana blink queen britney yeah. spears even some trance and dance music and if if it's something i hear and i like i like it and i think that's like yourself that you know, you're yeah. a big Eurovision guy, whereas I'm not. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. the similarities are there. I think it's uh, it's it's um, subjective, isn't it? And and it, you're spot on with that, really. You need to be open to anything. You know, I've, I, I did spend a lot of uh, sort of my teenage years being a bit of a gatekeeper, you know. So I was, oh, it's pop punk and, and this and that. And, and again, as I got a bit older, I started looking at myself saying, Oh, I don't like this new song and all that. And I said, I, I, I don't want to be the guy in 30 years that's in a pub somewhere 
oh, they don't make music like they used to. You know, I don't want to be that guy. So um, I always give sort of new music uh, a chance. Uh, and I've discovered a load of great artists from just, just not not being the gatekeeper. And and yeah, and, and I'll listen to anything, you know, my, my three sort of three or four main genres that I listen to, uh, I mean, pop punk and punk rock, I sort of tie them in together because that was the formation of, of everything that I do musically. Um, and a lot of, I listen to a lot of 80s sort of glam and hair metal, you know, things like Poison and uh, Danger Danger, stuff like that. But then the other side of that is is pop and EDM. You know, so it's nice. It's nice to broaden your horizons and have um, an eclectic mix. But I'm the same as you. People say, what, what, uh, you know, you know that I do covers shows and people say, well, what sort of covers are you doing? And I, I'm honest with him and I say, it, I haven't decided yet. It doesn't, I don't stick to, you know, just scar or, or whatever. So it will just depend on, on the night. Um, and I think that's a good position to be in really, because I'm not, I'm not a gatekeeper of any genre. Um, a tune's a tune, and if you like it, you like it, and it doesn't matter who it's by. Yeah, it's, very, it's true. And I think you're an example of that. Uh, it's an example. It's a little bit more of an extreme example. Will be festival season. How many times have we we sat there, whether it be myself and you or other people, we've gone, oh, that's that's interesting. That festival line is different. But you get the people going, it's a rock festival, it's a metal festival, yeah. you know? and it's like. Look, it's not the it's not the seventies and eighties anymore. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> alternative music is very diverse. There's more yeah. subgenres than there should be, but that's just twenty twenty three. And you know, that's- yeah, I think I think good examples of that are things like uh, things like Download. Um, people always say, "Oh, this band," you know, you get it with a lot of newer bands. Oh, this band they shouldn't be headlining and they're not a rock band and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, people say about bring me the horizon and stuff. And it's like, what, what do you, you've got two options here. You either allow them to be the headliners and keep the flame burning a little bit, or you wait for all of the older acts to die and have no festival anymore because they can't keep, they cannot keep playing the same headliners year in, year out. There needs to be room for it to, to, to move forward you know and 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 progress because in 10 years time the likes of uh, iron maiden and acdc they might not be here anymore um i know acdc don't do it much anymore but like even metallica and and slipknot you could say you could there's an argument that in 10 10 years time they're not going to be here yeah um uh, you know so you you need to need to accept it i mean I'm, you know i'm not going to be a hypocrite i looked at the reading lineup this year and for the first time ever i think i only knew three or four of the acts actually playing um, because, you know, that has changed over the years. That used to be a bit of a, uh, an everything festival. There'd be something for everyone, but it, it really has sort of turned now. It's um, it's a, it's a mainstream uh, sort of a chart chart festival kind of thing you know they they used to have like the lockup stage for the punk bands and you'd always have a big rock headliner and, and stuff like that and and that's changed but again i'm not complaining about it it's it's the way it is and i just i sort of move away from my attention from that uh because it's not for me you know and uh like i said it's a bit hypocritical because i just said i try and listen to new artists but that's not necessarily something for me so i just i don't complain about it i just stay away from it yeah you know yeah. just to uh, pick up a few of your points there you know the, the whole uh download thing and other you know whether it be 
I don't know, slam dunk or whatever festival where the same headlines have been playing. I, I kind of think we're in a dangerous point. I think we've almost entered into dangerous territory. I've noticed it a little bit where you're getting name bands now. I know it's kind of happened before with like maybe like Lennon Skinner would be a good example where there's hardly any original members, if there is any, for <laughs> But you'll see it with like Phil and Salmo and Friends, because that's what I call that Pantera show. It's not for me. No. But if you want to go to it, go knock yourself out. You're seeing it yeah. basically DC. If they, you know, if they do do downloads next year, which everyone's suspecting they are, right? You want, you're in that position now where you want these big names to still be doing it, but there's hardly anyone left. So, yeah, would you not be better to have the new blood coming in? You know, I didn't really agree with Brimmer's Horizon this year, but I let people have their moment, let them do their thing, yeah. and I moved, I moved on. There was other things for me to do, and I think that's, I think that's the key point is when you really look at it, life is life's tough. <laughs> Do you really want to care about the download headline? You know, are you really going to waste a lot of time on that as a, as a person? You know, and I, I, I don't know, but yeah, you're right. Um, a lot of the a lot of the bands nowadays, I think, if they want to keep going, I think we have to be mindful that um, a lot of the older bands that it's like Slade and stuff. It's it's barely any original members and and things like that. Um, but I think we need to be mindful that these guys made a career out of it and this is their only job that they've ever had. So mm. they need to keep it alive. And I get it, but um, it's something I've changed my mind on recently um, when is is the ABBA thing. You know, I'm a huge fan of ABBA. Um, mm. And uh, I got a surprise tickets for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. So I went down to see it and I, I was skeptical before it came on because I thought it's holograms. I can't, I don't know if that works for me, but it was such an immersive experience that I think now a lot of older bands and a lot of older artists to preserve themselves. And, you know, cause there's a lot of, a lot of singers and a lot of artists out there now that they go out and people go, Christ, I can't believe I paid a lot of money yeah, yeah. To, to see yeah. that because it's not, it's not how they remember it. Um, and that their voices are, uh, you know, not great anymore. And, so I think they probably benefit from doing something along the lines of what Abra have done, of, of spending a lot of time and effort into uh, making it more than just music. You know, uh, I, 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 you wouldn't even know that there were holograms on stage. It was, it was mind blowing. It was, it was amazing. But, um, but in terms of festival headliners, Slam Dunk's the same. I, you know, we we both go sort of year in year out, um, and uh, it's nice. It's nice to see bands, you know, like the Offspring playing and and, and things like that. Um, but the, the, the thing that's got that is because it's a slightly smaller festival than download. I, I went to watch Swaco. I really like Swaco, Swaco, however you say it. Um, and, uh, there's, there's people like Kenny Hoopler and Mod Sun and stuff like that. You could potentially see them headlining Slam Dunk in five years because mm. there's a real, there's a real love for the genre still and stuff like that. And because it's a slightly smaller festival, it would be easier for them to become a headliner um, because of ticket sales are obviously less than somewhere like download, which is like four times the size. Um, but things like download at the moment, there's a bit of a battle between like the old guard and the new saying, well, we don't want this because it's not metal. And it's like, that's great, but you, your festival will die off if you don't. So I, I remember when My Chemical Romance headlined it, it was exactly the same thing. Avengers Sevenfold get exactly the same mm. thing. And, and it's don't, don't do it, you know? And, but like you said, if people want to go and watch bands that haven't got any original members left apart from one, that's also cool. That's fine. If that's your thing, that's your thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to tell anyone what they 
shouldn't shouldn't be doing but um but but yeah uh it's it's a tough one it is a difficult difficult thing i think just to kind of uh encapsulate the point i guess i was trying to make those just being open to music for people yeah. uh, you know and i think this is something that you've been doing recently with you're so diverse and i think that's allowed you to take um time away from your labor of love in uh pat and pending so like, no, you're not that guy are you you're, you're the guy from dead frequency you're not even the guy <laughs> from you know that other popcorn band in northampton doesn't exist anymore padding needed oh padding um, needed yeah, yeah yeah you know you're not even that guy are you yeah. um no no all jokes aside uh, you've been able to take some time away from you know dead frequency and hone in on what you you know you love aside from that and i think that's been really key in, in respect to that how have you found breaking away and you kind of putting your name out there because I don't think I've seen an independent solo artist work as hard as they have than yourself over the last couple of years in terms of I'm constantly seeing you posting I'm in this part of Northampton I'm in this part of Dav or wherever it is in the UK yeah I appreciate that man um how have I found it I guess I guess the first thing uh you know dead frequency we we are still going. We don't we don't do a lot at the moment. We've all sort of got reasons for it. Um, you know, I'm I'm part I'm mainly to blame for that because there there came a period where we we did so much as a band over a certain amount of years. Um, you know, playing driving up to Wigan to play the, to play to no one and and then going to work the next morning but not getting in till six seven o'clock in the morning and we did that continuously for five six years um, and I burnt out on it you know big time and I needed needed a break we we got Rob into the band and uh, we got things going again and stuff like that but it's for me it's still a bit of a slow healing process isn't the word but very cautious about what we do uh, we tend to only play locally now because it's, I don't want to get caught in that trap again of just take, you take everything. It's very easy to say yes to things. That's the problem. Mm. Um, so that frequency is still, it's still there, but at the moment it's just, James is obviously in, uh, in the jelly heads as well, like covers band and, um, Rob's got his other band as well. So, you know, that, that hopefully will come back again at some point. Um, but at the moment I've, I've found it's for me, it's easier to to schedule my own time for what I do. Um, especially because I record everything at home, uh, and I'm, I'm happy to release that, that style of quality. Whereas when you've got a band, you know, I, I wouldn't know where to begin with recording an actual drum kit or every, all the drums that I use are computerized. Um, so yeah, how, how have I found it though? Um, it's it's been fun uh and like you said it's the content i think is the most difficult thing for me um in terms of gigs i've been gigging on my own uh for years you know obviously through various names and and alter egos and stuff like that and this year it was time to bring that in you know i was doing uh, i was doing promotion for mostly matt but I was also doing my covers gigs. So I said, well, why not form it together and then put some of my own music into the covers gigs so every, you know, everyone's happy and I'm getting the name out there. And uh, so that's worked. That's worked really well. And uh, I've also been started including guitar into it, the set this year, just to diversify a bit, give it something fresh. Um, I also got sick of a lot of people saying, oh, it's just, you're just singing over backing tracks. It's just karaoke. And it's like, no, it's not a lot of hard 
work and effort goes into what what singers do you know it's it's very it's a difficult thing so i said all right well i'll i'll play guitar as well then you know if that that will shut you up um so yeah i've i've the only thing i've found difficult is the is the content uh creating because it's not it's not my strongest point um especially because i feel and i, I don't think i'm alone in saying this the content creation is the killer of the creative creation if that's the right thing to say so we as musicians especially still trying to get a name out there you need to post so much content but by doing that you then don't have time to actually create art does that make sense so yeah yeah well yeah. and i think that and i think the danger that we've got this is um the tiktok generation you know you hear a lot of people talk about well if something doesn't hit in 30 seconds it's not acceptable and this is why you're seeing big bands kind of break away from putting 12 track 15 track whatever it's albums going down to 8 track EPs or even singles you know I was reading the other day about uh, Ronnie Reddick from Falling Verse and someone said to me why why don't you make albums then why are you just putting out these singles and it's like because my last album tanked you know and that was what 29 whatever it's 2019 2020 I'm not particularly a big fan of the bloke but I can sort of you know this is a guy that has got a mass following in comparison yeah, to a lot of people. Yeah. I think the saddest thing is I take your point about putting, you know, covers in there and whatnot. The saddest point is that unfortunately covers bands over original artists do a lot better. And the reason for that is simply because it's what people know and that's what yeah. they're paying to see. And that in some respects it's great, but we can find that a bit upset because you're taking away what you can do as a person, your individual talent. Yeah. And I always say like, uh, I, I spent a few years when I first started doing it, I felt, oh, it's a bit shameful because it's covers and I'm an original artist, man. I was very sort of like punk rock about it. I was like, no, man, I can't do this. It's selling out. And and then you realize actually, if, if people are having fun uh, and enjoying what you're doing and you're enjoying what you're doing, it doesn't matter. But, but by the same token, I, I don't just want to do covers for the rest of my life you know in terms of a musical career and and that's why i said i need to strike a fine balance between all right if i can if i can get people listening to me through covers and then i can promote my own stuff as well at the same time without it uh affecting the the pub or the club whatever so because i've got a good working relationship with a lot of venues out there um i'll play you know me i'll play anywhere um and it's, I'm starting to strike a good balance. It, there's a lot, there's been a lot of teething problems, especially adding the guitar in and stuff like that. But it's now getting to a point where I'm confident that I can add three, three or four of my own songs in dotted around a two hour set and it'd be okay. You know, people accept it. And I have had sort of um, more followers and things like that. Um, I've sold, you know, a lot of merch and, and, and stuff. So it's definitely working. Um, and I feel like it's just something slightly different than just uh, creating, you know, I've tried the the TikTok thing and, um, I'm still on it obviously. And and yeah, I think you have to be, uh, if you want to sort of get your, get your name out there. But I think, uh, people take TikTok likes, uh, a bit too seriously because they're a bit skewed. The numbers are skewed with that. If you get like uh, YouTube views and comments and stuff, it's pretty genuine. People have probably watched three minutes, you know, but people's attention spans, including my own now, don't go beyond a 30 second TikTok video, you know. Mm. Um, but I, 
I struggle with the uh, sort of the the miming of my lyrics, you know, to the the phone screen and stuff like that. Um, it's fine. I can do it, but I always feel like this isn't this isn't me, you know. So how am I going to market myself otherwise? And and it's it's with my my strengths, which is live performance. You know, it could take longer to gain a following, and you know, I've had nothing that's gone viral on TikTok. Um, but it's, it's the, you both, you need to, ha- you need to be on it. Um, and I post, you know, as, as frequently as I can. Um, but again, like trying to balance that when, you know, you come, I come home from work and I think, right, what are my priorities today? Let's create some music. And it's like, Oh, but I need to get some content out today. So let's either create some content or let's edit some video footage or whatever. So that tends to take priority, sadly, um, above, releases but going back to what you said about uh, falling in reverse i did want to release an album this year uh i could i've never released an album i've only ever released eps or singles and um you know a lot a lot of people just say if you're still building a following don't release an album because it'll get wasted you'll have 12 songs and 11 of them will get lost completely lost never to be seen again because no you know it there are very few people listening at the start anyway. So I think the plan now is I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep releasing the singles, but I want to do it more frequently. So at the moment I'll probably get two, two, maybe three out a year. Um, and I've already, I've got two out this year. So, uh, you know, I want to get at least another two or three out before the year's out. And I I think that's the best strategy for me, but it's really finding what works for you because like I said, you know, staring at my phone screen and singing along to my own lyrics is I find it strange, which is why you don't see me doing it very often. Um, so yeah, maybe it's, maybe that's just me being a bit old money, but, uh, I, I prefer other, other methods that will probably be, um, what I make me worse off in the long run, but you know, you never know what happens. I might, uh, I might adapt to it eventually. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, you can definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah. Something, that's fine. Something that I was going to touch on is you mentioned obviously about the balance there with dead frequency and something that I've kind of picked up on probably more so since the pandemic because it's always been there is pub, people playing pubs or smaller venues and now we've had the pandemic. It was always a struggle to get people in there originally have you felt any drop off from obviously particularly your solo stuff as opposed to the frequency because as you said dead frequency is kind of almost like a Christmas special which is really really nice and <laughs> very much appreciated in, in Northampton yeah um we we're at the moment we only do we do sort of three festivals and four local gigs a year rugby Northampton stuff like that and like I said that's kind of through choice at the moment it's manageable it keeps us ticking over it, you know it keeps people happy you know we get we get a decent sort of amount of people coming to those gigs as opposed to just playing to empty rooms. Um, so that's worked, but, uh, post pandemic for the first year. Um, so I think like the tail end of 2021, 22, um, I didn't gig for properly for 14, 16 months, something like that. Um, and then 2022 came along and the diary just got full you know pubs were looking to recoup money and entertainment just went nuts so i I, it's been like that ever since you know so in terms of bookings um this is the first time i got to may this year and i've got like i had three dates left for the whole year you know available um 
And it's it's the trend's been like that since COVID. But personally, the first year it was like people, everyone was in the pubs. It was good. You know, it was just good to be back at it. People were just desperate to to live. Um, so I did notice a bit of a difference for a while. But this year it's kind of just back to normal in terms of payday month is great. You know, uh, payday week, sorry. Um, you'll always get the pubs full because people people have got the the finance to do it. Um, but I it's not to say like I've had I've had gigs this year that have been completely empty. Um, I've had gigs that have been been rammed, you know, and you'll always tell, I'll let you into a secret. You'll always know if it was a good or a bad gig as to what I post the next day on social media. So if I put a picture up of me with people, it means it was a great gig and there were people there. If I don't put it up, it means that there was nobody there. So I didn't bother, you know, um, but you take the rough for the smooth. Um, I don't think the cost of living is helping with things. Uh, you know, I, I, I tend to not gig too locally on my own often. Uh, cause it's always a little bit, you know, you get the excuses. Oh, I can't do it cause of this, cause of that. And it's like, just, just say you don't want to come. I'd rather you just say I'm not coming, you know? Uh, so it's always a little bit like, oh, you feel the pressure to get people there and, you know, and really push it hard. And then, you know, people just make excuses. So that's not helped things, but in terms of the actual numbers and stuff like that, it, it varies month in month. August is a terrible month. You know, people are on holiday and away and they've got the kids and stuff like that. So August is not good. And then we'll start getting towards October, November and it, it just gets even again, right up through Christmas. So yeah, it, it, for the first year, I know it's the difference, but after that, it's just business as usual. That's fair. Obviously you don't need me to tell you how difficult it is in terms of getting people to shows. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if people, some say, yeah, they get it. They understand it. But I don't know if people truly do get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to try and march people to go and see something they don't want to see. But it really is tough in terms of getting people through the door and getting connected. And I didn't know whether or not that had improved or if it had got, you know, the same or worsened over the pandemic. But I guess for yourself, like you just said, it's got a little bit better, which is cool. It is. And it's, it's easier yet harder, which is strange because when I first started music, it was what, 2004. So it was like you know, 20 years ago nearly. And the, the strategy to get people to gigs is completely different now to how it was. So I was of the old school where we'd go out, especially uh, grew up in Exeter and, and that's where sort of the band formed and stuff. It was very much go out, hand flyers out, poster you know we used to make our own posters we used to put them on the little you know the poster uh cube things that you used to paste them on and um you know we had mates so it would all be word of mouth like even msn you know stuff like that um <laughs> and and the poster thing it it works maybe for festivals and stuff now but when you're doing stuff like me i've i've played pubs before where I've got a regular following of people and I'll turn up and they go, Oh, you're here tonight. And I'll look around and there are 10 posters with my face on it. And they've obviously been in that pub week in, week out. And they, they've not noticed the posters on the wall to say that I'm, I'm playing, you know, so it, it just, it's attention span again, isn't it? People only really seeing what they want to see. So you know, I, I always send posters in advance and they're good for online, but in terms of physical posters nowadays, I think that's a bit of a, a dying art as well. Cause like I said, people will just walk straight past it. 
and and not that in, unless it's information they want to absorb, they won't. And I'm, I'm the yeah. same, you know. Um, so it's 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 worse. It's better now because you can just stick up a, an event Facebook. I put it on Songkick and and all that. It's always on my website and stuff. So I just say to people, if you want to know where I am, that's where to go. Um, but it also makes it worse because you've got people out there spending a lot of money on ad campaigns to force it into people. This is where we're playing this weekend. And unless you play that game, your stuff's going to get lost. You know, I could put a, an event up on Facebook, for example, and, and not sponsor it. Then I'm playing in Northampton Friday and another artist or whatever could put one up and spend a hundred pound on the advertisement. You won't even see that mine exists, you know, and and that's that's the the bad side of it is everybody's just fighting for the attention, yeah. you know, bit by bit, um, which makes it difficult uh, to do it. So in terms of like, in terms of trying to get people there and trying to get their attention, you can just you do what you can. I always post to sort of groups and stuff like that, and I always keep make sure that as long as my social media presence tells you where I am and what I'm doing. There's not much more that I, aside from going to the cities that I'm playing beforehand and handing out flyers and telling people, there's not much more that I can do on that end of things, you know? And I think a lot of pubs and clubs that play, we have a mutual sort of agreement. I'll send them a poster and then they'll just hammer it with their locals. And I say, well, I'll get my regulars, you know, so on and so forth. It's, you've got to work together um, or it's just going to be empty. It's, you know, it's not fun for anyone. And, um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's difficult. It's a difficult one. That's cool. Um, I guess lastly for myself, you've touched on what you were going to do. What, what other plans have you got for, Jesus? it's almost, almost the end of the year. It's mental. Like we've got three and a half months left. I know the second my birthday's finished, it's basically Christmas, man. So here we go. Um, <laughs> Plans for the rest of the year, like it changes, it changes throughout the year. So at the start, I was always, I always start with a bit of, yeah, I'm going to get an album out by this date and that date. And then trying to fit everything in is, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's very difficult. You know, I've got a day job as well, um, you know, and I've got a house and so trying to, trying to do it all it can be difficult in terms of time. Um, you also need time just to not do anything, you know, and that's something I've only been learning recently. I used to just burn out. I used to go hard and burn out, you know, every time and try and avoid that as much as I can now. Um, so, you know, the plans have changed over the year. Uh, I want to get back to doing a few more, uh, like YouTube covers, kind of like the mama cast thing. Um, or even just vocal covers, you know, I, I put my dropkick Murphy's cover up and, I did the Ramones sort of vocal things. So maybe uh, it'll probably be three or four more of those, uh, even if they're just vocal covers. Um, I'm going to, I'm starting work now on the next song. Uh, I tend to work differently to a lot of people where they back it up. They back three or four up. I can't, I can't do that. You know, I need, if I'm starting something, I need to finish it, you know? So uh, maybe, maybe two more original songs. Uh, to to coincide, I mean, obviously, the, in, if you check the website, um, the diary's full for the year. All my gigs are listed, uh, so I've got gigs every every weekend now uh, until the end of time. Um, so that you know that tick, that ticks things along nicely. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just really what I can what I can get out in the the rest of the time. So hopefully, two new songs, a couple of 
couple of YouTube covers, um, and then possibly something at Christmas. I don't know. I mean, I've got my own Christmas song. I've got Christmas memories that always you see the 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 views increase on that. You know, every every year, uh, which is good, and and you can always sort of push that out there. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe get some form of new Christmas song, or even a, a, do what I did with the Mama Cast thing and do a Christmas song. You know, take take one of my favourites and and do something in my own style. I think that could be could be quite cool towards the end of the year. So yeah, quite a lot planned. Um, just got to keep going, you know, but uh, yeah, just released Disco Casanova and uh, it's had a good response so far. Obviously it's seen a, a direction change um, more to guitar driven, like pop rock. Uh, yeah. So. This, this, I was going to say, I haven't, unfortunately I forgot to mention it. It's got that pop punk feel with a sprinkle of kind of melancholic pop. Yeah. yeah, as well. So yeah, it's 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 classic you. It's it's your your influences. So yeah, and 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 that's that's the direction I'm sort of heading in with it. Um, just because guitar and guitar and and sort of guitar driven music has always been my thing. Um, so for me, it just feels comfortable. I kind of want to blend that with sort of like the the EDM. You know, there will there'll probably be synthesizers and stuff in it as well and it's kind of just going to be a bit of a hybrid of those two those two things but that's definitely the direction it's going to be taking you know coming up that's that's where we're going with it um and you, you know in terms of production i'm always you never stop learning so every time i do a song i think oh i did that a bit better that needs improvement and this is kind of you're just watching me just get better you know, which is what I quite like about it. I could have waited until I was really happy with something, but I could have been waiting another two years or whatever. So it's kind of like, I'm just, um, I'm leaving a chronology of the chronicles of me, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, so yeah, that's definitely the sound that's going to be coming out um, more and it suits my set, you know, it suits the covers as well, you know, stuff that I do. So yeah, just got to keep, like I said, keep at it. Keep going. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Well, Disco Casanova is out there now on all your streaming platforms. Like you say, your dates on your website. I will be posting links on Set and Tone's Facebook page. And even I'll try to squeeze them on Instagram if I get the couches in just perfectly. So nice. I'll go check it out. And mate, I wish you all the best of it. I really do. I know you've been very, very busy. If it's not um, doing music, it's leaving the wife while you go off on travels for a few weeks. So like, yeah, I'm pretty 23. <laughs> yeah, I am planning that, planning that again this year. So keep an eye on me socials and uh, I'm sure I'll update you where I'm going to be going this year um, in November. So yeah, awesome. see where we're at. Oh, sweet. Good. Catch up with you soon. Been too yeah, long. Cheers, man. Yeah. Nice. Cheers. Take care, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi everyone and welcome back to today's episode. So that was our interview with Mostly Matt where we talked about a host of topics um, ranging from the latest single Disco Casanova to festivals to finding other music. Before that we played the track Disco Casanova. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. That's all from Set in Tone. As always, if you wish to come on the show to talk about a single album, EP, tour or being a new band, feel free to reach out via email which is stt-setintone at outlook.com or you can reach out through social media channels. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Set in Tone UK Podcast. 